This is Brother Josh Warren, Birmingham, Alabama, teaching the class today. He watched it a couple times. I even listened to it two or three times over the course of the week because I got some good new out of it. And so I want to share with y'all um, how this parable is brought forth by the Lord, how he breaks it down to show us exactly what he's talking about on a more of a basic understanding level. Then he goes deeper into it and breaks it down for us on a spiritual level. And ultimately, it also shows what, this, what these seeds are and who is worthy enough to present these seeds to the people. But we're also going to talk about some unrighteous ones as well. Then ultimately, how important it is to keep this word, because just like how we read in Revelation, it's ultimately just what's going to give them to the king. All right? So we're going to start this off at Mark, the fourth chapter. Mark, the fourth chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 12. Mark, the fourth chapter. The Lord's going to introduce us to this parable he's talking about. Mark chapter 4, we'll read verses 1 through 12. And he, and he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, mm -hmm. so that he entered into a ship. And sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parable, and said unto them in his doctrine. Pause right there. So the scenario is the Lord has gotten, their popularity has increased so much so that he's got to be on the boat and teach people that are on the seaside. It's a bigger audience, so he needs more room. Now he's going to break stuff down to them in parables and, and back it up with the doctrine. All right, so I'll skip down to, no, keep going. Mark, behold. There went out a sower to sow, mm -hmm. and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So here's one instance. You have a sower sowing seed, some fell by the wayside, and then the fowl came in and devoured it up, ate it up. The Lord's going to explain to us exactly what he's talking about, but this is one of the instances of the sower sowing the seed. Keep going. And some fell on stony ground, mm -hmm. where it had not much earth. Immediately it sprang up because they had no depth of earth. So we got the second one, the stony ground. Alright? We have the wayside, we have the stony ground. Here it says that there was not much earth. And it immediately sprang up because they had no depth of the earth. So there's really nothing for it to be rooted into. Alright? Keep going. But when the sun was up, mm -hmm. it was scorched. Mm -hmm. And because they had no root, it withered away. It withered away. Keep going. And some fell among thorns. Yes. And the thorns grew up mm -hmm. and choked it. Mm -hmm. And it yielded no fruit. No fruit. Thorns came up, choked it up. This is our other instance. We're going to find out exactly what this is talking about. Keep going. And other fell on ground, on good ground. Yes. And did yield fruit that mm -hmm. sprang up and increased. Mm -hmm. And brought forth some 30, uh -huh. and some 60, and some 100. So we got the good ground. Very different from all the others because now we see some growth here. And we see some sustainability to where there's an increase in the fruit. The others couldn't really produce any fruit, but the good ground is producing fruit. All right, keep going. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Yes, that's the key thing. If you have an ear to hear, hear what he's saying. Keep going. And when he was alone, they that were about him were with the twelve and asked him the parable. So the twelve that always was with him is asking, Hey, Lord, what are we doing? Just talk about the parable. Go ahead. And he said unto them, 
Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Go ahead. But unto them that are without, mm -hmm. all these things are done in parables. See, I'm trying to explain to these other people on the seaside the word of God, but I got, got to give it to them in parables. Y'all have been around me. You got a little bit more understanding, so that's why I'm not talking to you that way. Keep going. That seeing that they may see yes. and not perceive, mm -hmm. and hearing that they may hear and not understand, uh -huh. lest at any time they should be converted. And what else? And their sins should be forgiven. So the Lord is saying if they happen to understand this stuff, then they'll start walking these commandments and their sins will be forgiven. But again, he's talking to them in parables. So this, the likelihood of them understanding isn't that, isn't that firm, right? Keep going, brother. Oh, that's the end of 12, right? Okay, so let's see where the Lord quoted this from. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6, when he said that ears that uh, are seen they may see and they're not perceive and hear that they may hear. He just implored this out of the hat. The Lord actually is quoting scripture. Isaiah chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. Let me get that myself. In the year that King Josiah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, mm -hmm. high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Go ahead. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. Yes. And with twain he covered his feet. Mm -hmm. And with twain did fly. So he's having a vision. He sees a seraphim. Same thing as a cherubim, just worded differently, okay? Keep going. And one cried unto another mm -hmm. and said, Holy, holy, holy. Yes. It's the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Go ahead. And the, and the post of the door moved at, at the voice of him that cried. Uh -huh. And the house was filled with smoke. Go ahead. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. Why is that? Because I am a man of unclean lips. Uh -huh. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Yes. For my eyes have seen the king. The Lord of hosts. So Isaiah actually doesn't feel worthy to be able even to deal with this. He said, look, I'm unclean. The people I dwell with are definitely unclean, but the Lord's going to clean them up. Go ahead, man. Then flew one of the seraphims unto him, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, mm -hmm. which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And what did he do with it? And he laid it upon my mouth uh -huh. and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, yes. and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Why is he giving us this kind of little, I don't know, metaphysical looking story here? Because that's how the Lord can do. He can clean us up so we can do his work. He's going to Isaiah clean us because he knows he's a, he confessed that I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell amongst unclean people. Go ahead, man. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I sing? Yes. And who will go for us? Yes. Then said I, Here am I, send me. Notice he said, Who will go for us? Little Godhead snippet right there. That's the father and the son said, Who's going to go and put this word out here for us? Isaiah said, I'm clean now. I'll go. Keep going. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, yes. but understand not. Uh -huh. And see ye indeed, but, but perceive not. So notice it's sounding similar to what we just read in Mark. They, 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 they could see, but they see not. They could hear, but they hear not. Keep going now. Make the heart of this people fat, mm -hmm. and make their ears heavy, yes. and shut their eyes, mm -hmm. lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. And convert and be healed, or like I said earlier, so that their sins can be removed from them, just like we read in Mark. But that's the hope of the person that's giving this word out, to give it to the people, 
hopefully they can hear it, hopefully they can see it, but you got a lot of them that won't do it. So we're going to build upon this, so let's go back to Mark chapter 4, back to the story of the parable of the sower of the seed. Mark chapter 4, this time we're going to pick it up from verses 13 and 14. Mark chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. I want to take us back to the law to show where the Lord got that from and to show that anybody can be cleaned up to, to give this word out. When you get it back, go ahead. And he said unto them, mm -hmm. Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? He's talking to his disciples because they've been hanging around. Wait a minute, I'm talking to these other people in parables. And y'all asking me what this means? If you can't understand this one, which is the parable of the sowing of seeds, you won't be able to understand anything else I give you. Because that's stuff is for the other people. Keep going. The sower soweth the, the word. So that is what the sower is doing. These seeds, that's the word of God. That's why I put the little Bibles up there to kind of illustrate that that, exactly, that is exactly what we're dealing with. All right? That was the end of 14, right? Yes, sir. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 10. Now that we know that the, uh, the, the, what's being sold is the word of God. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, we're going to read verses 5 through 9, and then we're going to skip to 13 through 15. Romans chapter 10. And we're going to start at verse 5. And get it from that, please read. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Yes, he does. Keep going. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Go ahead. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? Mm -hmm. That is to bring Christ down from above. Now in the Old Testament, it's it actually used the word, but now we know it's talking about Christ. Go ahead. Or who shall descend into the deep? Yes. That is to bring Christ, bring up Christ again from the dead. And that is not necessary because of what? That. But what said it? Mm -hmm. The word is not yes, even in thy mouth mm -hmm. and in thy heart. Mm -hmm. That is the word of faith. Which we preach. Which we preach. Now the key thing is making sure the person that's preaching is worthy enough to be preaching his word. We saw Isaiah got himself purified, but you got a lot of people out there that don't even try to do that, and they try to propel this word and they teach it falsely. All right. What was that? The end of fourteen. I mean, uh, eight. Go ahead, verse nine. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth yes. the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart mm -hmm. that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And I agree with that 100%, but there's an addendum with that. You just can't say, I believe, I believe, and I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. There will be no need for this thick book if one saved, always saved. Right. All right? Now, skip down to verse number 13, Matt. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I agree with that, but a lot of people abuse that. Right. They take that and run with it and say, you don't have to keep no commandments. Right. There's an addendum to this thing. Keep going. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Your question, go ahead. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And what else? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why this question's been raised up, because you got people out here preaching this thing, and it's not lying off this book, let alone they're not even opening the book. <laughs> this is my Bible, blah, 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 blue, 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 and they throw it to the side. Mm. Very few people open this thing up and teach from it. That's right. That's All right. right. Now, that was in the 15? In the 14. In the 14. Go ahead with 15. And how shall they preach uh -huh. except they be sent? I got to stop you right there. You got a lot of people say, I've been called. 
I was in the bathroom one day and I had this pain in my stomach and I got called a priest because it's gas. You can get out of the stomach. That's all it is. It's a couple of minutes long and then you will realize you're not called a priest. But a lot of people claim they have been sent. But the book is asking us, how have they been sent? Question for a lot of people is no. I mean, the answer for a lot of people is no. Go ahead, Matt. As it is written, mm -hmm. how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace right. and bring glad tidings. All coordinating. This is great. It's a great state. How good it is of the feet of them that preach the gospel and bring uh, great tidings. But a lot of people are bringing uh, glad tidings. And what we're about to read now is how you have some people who claim to be uh, uh, preachers for the Lord, but when you go through the Lord's criteria, they don't meet the criteria. Okay? Now, let's get to 15. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, what we read earlier. But we're going to skip up some in Ecclesiastes 12. And start with this, I guess you would say, litmus test of what a teacher of the word should be doing. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And Brother Dimac, we are going to start at verse number 9. Talking about the preacher. Because that is a subject matter at this point about sowing the seed. When you get to verse 9, please read. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, mm -hmm. he still taught the people not foolishness. Knowledge. Go ahead. Yeah, he gave good heed mm -hmm. and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Many proverbs because of his study, he has something to say. He can tell you about some proverbs that when you're dealing with something in life, he can break the book down and give it to you. If when he learned. Go ahead, man. The preacher sought out to find out acceptable words. Unacceptable words. Acceptable words. We'll make that clear. Go ahead. And that which was written. Yes. Was upright. Even words of truth. Written upright words of truth. If they are not teaching this, they are not a preacher. Or a righteous preacher. Let me put it that way. Okay. That was verse 10. Read 11. The words of the wise are as gold. Uh -huh. And as nails fastened by the masters of assembly. And what else? Which are given from one shepherd. So this word drives you and keeps you grounded. And it's given from one shepherd. One teacher. The Lord Jesus. Because the Lord gave him the words to give us to comfort us. All right? So, the preacher must use acceptable words. He has to be, uh, he has to be driven by this. He has to be uh, uh, firm in what he's saying so they can give you a problem. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. We're going to elaborate more on this. Jeremiah chapter 3. All the prophets said the same thing. But here you got a lot of preachers who are not saying Jeremiah chapter 3. And we are going to start at verse number 12. We're going to read verses 12 through 15. Jeremiah chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Get him back, please read. Go and proclaim these words toward the north, mm -hmm. and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, mm -hmm. said the Lord. Go ahead. And I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. Go ahead. For I am merciful, said the Lord. Yes. And I will not keep anger forever. That is if you come back and you stop backsliding, he's promised you he'll do that. Go ahead, man. Only acknowledge thine iniquity. Quit blaming everybody. Acknowledge your iniquity. Keep going, man. That thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God. Yes. And hast scattered thy ways to the stranger mm -hmm. under every green tree. Mm -hmm. And ye have not obeyed my voice, said the Lord. Yes. Go ahead. Turn, O backsliding children, said the Lord. Uh -huh. 
for I am married unto you. Yes, it is. And I will take you one of a city. Yes. And two of a family. Uh -huh. And I will bring you to Zion. Why he said I'm married unto you? Because he made that covenant that was a marriage to the Lord. And you said all that he says we will do. The same way you say to death was part and all that other stuff. It's a covenant. You can't break it. Otherwise, he'll break you. Go ahead. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart. According to whose heart? Mine. Go ahead. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So if you have a pastor that's not feeding you knowledge and understanding, he is not a pastor that's right. for God's own that's heart. That's right. That's right. That's scary. Yeah. So some people stand up here and to lie and tell you about what color socks they got on all that matters. <laughs> they are not telling you what is after God's own heart. Okay? More criteria to go by. And let's stay in the same book of Jeremiah. Let's jump down. Let's jump over to uh, chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. I do not like being lied to, especially when we're talking about the word of God. You play on my salvation. Jeremiah chapter 23. We're going to read verses 14 through 22. Can you get me back? Please read, brother. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem uh -huh. and horrible things. What do they do? They commit adultery uh -huh. and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers. Go ahead. That none doth return from his wickedness. Read. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. How can you strengthen the hands of evildoers by not correcting them when they're doing wrong? Or by saying, it's okay, brother, we, we fall there now and then. Or you were born that way. No. You cannot do that otherwise you strengthen the hand of evildoers. Keep reading that. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Concerning the prophets, yes. behold, I will feed them with wormwood mm -hmm. and make them drink the water of God. Yes. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. All this profaneness is gone throughout the whole land, so now the reputation of God has been tainted because his, his prophets are handling their business. Keep going. Thus said the Lord of hosts, mm -hmm. hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. Yes. They make you vain. Uh -huh. They speak a vision of their own heart. Their own heart, go ahead. And not out of the mouth of the Lord. So when you see them speak out of their own heart, and how can you tell they're doing that? Because they're not speaking from this. So when they say, eat the pig, it's good, and you clean it up, <laughs> no. The books say you can't eat it. They're not just speaking out of their own heart. Right. It's an easy test. The Lord actually gave us an answer to the test. So we just have to compare it to the lies that we're hearing, and then we'll know who we're dealing with. They were in what verse, man? In 16. All right, keep going. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said. Now, when we just saw uh, about them strengthening the hand of evildoers, this is the kind of stuff that they tell these people to make them continuously do the evil things that they're doing. Go ahead. You shall have peace. You shall have peace. Go ahead. And they say unto everyone that walketh after their imagination of his own heart. What do they say? No evil shall come upon you. You sound like a liar, doesn't it? Keep going. For who have stood in the counsel of the Lord. Yes. And have perceived and heard his word. Exactly. Who have marked his word and heard it. What are you going to do? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury. Yes. Even a grievous whirlwind. What's going to do? It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Go ahead. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed. Yes, it is. Until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. Yes. In the latter days, you shall consider it perfect. You really will consider it perfect when you see the destruction it will bring about those that don't do what he says. Go ahead and read, man. I have not sent these prophets. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Go ahead. Yet they ran. They ran anyway. I have not spoken to them. Yes. Yet they prophesy. And we see a lot of them running. One leg and he's running. 
You know what I'm saying? Just no knowledge, just blah, blah, blah. I was at uh, my uncle's funeral some years back, and I don't even remember the preacher even speaking English, because all he was doing was, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but gold teeth, sweat, and water. That's all I saw that day. No understanding, but he's running. Still running. And I'm looking at my family members, they're just crying, and, 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 and you know, <laughs> not downplaying any kind of sadness from a death. But he's killing you as well. Exactly. Telling you them lies. That's what you should be crying about. Yeah. Go ahead, man. But if they had stood in my council yes. and had caused my people to hear my word, yes. then they should have turned from their evil way yes. and from the evil of their doing. See, when you seek the Lord and you see what he wants you to do, that's how you know to turn away from your evil ways. But when you're not seeking the Lord's counsel and you're not trying to hear his words, you got a problem. Now you're operating. It's almost like you're the puppet and the false prophet is the puppet master. And you walking around like Michael Jackson from Thriller all of a sudden, you know. No stability, no truth. All right, that was the end of 22? Yes, sir. Family, let's jump back to Romans 10 real quick. Romans chapter 10. We're still talking about the parable of the sowing of the seed, but we're building upon the preacher. For the lack thereof. Romans chapter 10. We're going to read verses 16 and 17. Romans chapter 10. 16 and 17. You get it, my brother. Oh, I'm ready to turn. You get it, please read. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report? Go ahead. So then faith comes by hearing. Yes. And hearing by the word of God. And that hearing can occur if they hear the right thing. Mm -hmm. So then they can apply to their lives and make the commandment. All right. Let's jump to James chapter 1. Hearing by the word of God, James chapter 1. We'll start at 17. Because if you're hearing the words of a false prophet, you're not hearing the words of God. James chapter 1. Right after Hebrew, James chapter 1, and we're going to read 17 through 21. You get it, my brother? Go ahead. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Yes. And coming down from the Father of life, okay. with whom is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. There is no turning because he said, the Lord and I change not. Keep reading. Of his own he begot he us with the word of truth. Mm -hmm. That we should be a kind of his of first fruits of his creation. And that's the purpose of keeping his truth, because we want to be first fruits just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Keep going. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, yes. let every man be swift to hear. And what else? Slow to speak, slow to wrath. Yes, keep going. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. So you're not different, we are. Go ahead. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of knowledge. Go ahead. And receive with meekness the engrafted word, yes. which is able to save your soul. That's where you can save your soul by keeping his word. Go ahead. But be ye doers of the word, mm -hmm. and not hearers only, mm -hmm. deceiving your own self. That wasn't in the lesson, but I wanted to add it anyway. Um, let's go down now. Let's see. Proverbs 22. So we just read how we got that engrafted word 
And if that ain't got the word, is what we say in our soul. Not the vapor in your body that a lot of people talk about, but the actual person, him and herself. Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22, and we're going to read verses 17 through 21. Proverbs 22, 17 through 21. Hope I'm making sense so, so far, family. We'll be able to cross properties for a little more. Uh, Proverbs 22, and we're going to read 17 through 21. Matt, can you get it, please? Read. Bow down thine ears, yes. and hear the words of the wise, and, what else? and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. Unto the lowest knowledge, go ahead. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. Yes. They shall withal be fitted in thy lips. So make sure you got the words of knowledge in your lips, and give it all the cuss words and all that foolish talking. Foolish talk, keep going. That thy trust may be in the Lord. Yes. I have made known to thee this day. Even to thee. And what does he say? Have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge? Yes. That I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. Yes. That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that sin unto thee. 21 is a very, very interesting verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it's literally telling you when you get this understanding that the Lord will start sending people to you. And then because of that understanding, you will be able to answer that question. But, brother, why is Christmas paid? Let's go to Jeremiah 10. But brother, why is eating swine bad? Let's go to Leviticus 11. It's going to start popping out. And especially when you get baptized, it's going to really be coming out of the machine gun. Alright? So, the Lord will send it to you. So everybody in here, and you keep reading this word, watch, all of a sudden somebody, somebody who hasn't agreed with you. He broke up. What are you talking about the other day, man? I know you were lying, but tell me about it again. Because they want to hear it. This word is sweet, man. Let's jump to John chapter 8, man. Almost halfway there. I ain't gonna hold you. Just wanna share this with you. John, St. John chapter 8. Yeah, people will start coming to you. Jew and Gentile. Chinese too. You might not understand what you're saying, but he gonna come to you and ask you. John chapter 8. And we are going to start at verse 20. We're gonna read 28 and we're gonna skip to 30. John chapter 8. And verse 28. One of my other favorite verses. Go ahead, Matt, when you get it. Then said Jesus unto them, uh -huh. When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, mm -hmm. then shall ye know that I am he. Yes. And that I do nothing of myself. But what? But as my Father hath taught me, yes. I speak these things. I'm going to elaborate on a second just on this because you got a lot of people who like, I don't need nobody teaching me or the Holy Ghost will teach me. Jesus is telling you that with all his wisdom, the Father taught him something. Mm -hmm. So if he can humble himself, we can humble ourselves too to hear somebody bring the word of God to us. Alright? Skip down to verse 30, my brother, and read. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed the on Jews, him. The Jews that believed on him. Go ahead. If ye continue in my word, then what? Then are ye my disciples indeed. If we continue in this word, we are also his disciples. Alright? Now, we read this to kind of go into how the teacher of the preacher should be. How the words that should be used should be used, and how they should be those righteous words that the Lord gave us out of his own heart. Now we're going to jump back to the parable, back in Mark chapter 4. We're going to go back to Mark chapter 4, and now we're going to jump on back to these wayside seeds. Alright, Mark chapter 4. And we are going to read one verse. 
verse number 15, Mark chapter 4, and verse number 15. And these are they by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And these are they by the wayside. Yes. Where the word is sown. Mm -hmm. But when they heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. Now y'all remember up in verse 4, he said that there were fowl that came in mm -hmm. to eat up the seed. Now he just let us know that this, the, the word is what's being sown. And it's not the birds coming, it's Satan coming to take it from them. Brother Josh, what you talking about? The man back talking about the word that he hasn't heard before, and he's eating it up, and he either we're talking, somebody come up, man, the Bible's a white man's book. He might get thrown off of that. And I can't stand that. It's the only thing white about this Bible is the pages. That's all I can see. So the word of God can be disrupted by Satan, or as the book called it, a foul coming in and eating cedar. Or if you even take it out to the general public and somebody disagrees with you, it can discourage you. Which is why it's good that you stay in your word. And most importantly, you come to class so you can be built up in this thing. Okay? Now, let's jump to Genesis 2. We're going to get an example of Satan coming in and being disrupted. Genesis chapter 2. Going back to the creation where all that drama started. Genesis chapter 2, where we 7 through 9. Genesis 2, 7 through 9. Back to the beginning. Going back to the garden. Our brother Matthew, Genesis 2 and 7. When you get it, please read. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground mm -hmm. and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Mm -hmm. And man became a living soul. It's back to the basics. Man became a living soul. The Lord did not put a soul inside of man. Keep reading. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Mm -hmm. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Go ahead. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every green tree that is pleasant to the, to the sight mm -hmm. and good for food. And what else is there? The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. Yes. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know the story. The tree of life and the Lord, the tree of knowledge of good and evil being Satan. Mm -hmm. We got the, we got the, we got the uh, outline here. Jump down to verse 16 and read, my brother. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But what else? But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh -huh. thou shalt not eat of it. For what? For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And that is the truth. We are dying every day. Um, that was the end of 17? Yes, sir. All right. Now, let's go right over to chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 1. Same, the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 1. If you get my brother, please read it. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Yes. And he said unto the woman, mm -hmm. Yeah, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So, you know, Satan knows some book too. You know, and he just presented to the woman. That's how a devil acts. He'll lay it out there and say, Yeah, I mean, God did say, you know, eat every tree of the garden. Yeah, but then there's a stipulation. Go ahead. And the woman said unto the serpent, mm -hmm. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, mm -hmm. but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, yes. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And she is actually talking to that tree, for he is a serpent. He's being very subtle right now. Keep going. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Red flag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, those people don't see the red flag. They look like, you know, a white flag to us sometimes because we say, sound pretty good. 
But the Lord told them, we just read it, don't eat of that tree. Because he's lying to you. Uh, keep going. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Right. Family, to be honest, Adam and Eve were on the track to eventually being God. They still were learning this stuff. But they got so impatient, like we all do, and think, man, this is something new, something fresh. God on a new thing. No, if you sit your butt down and be patient, he'll give you exactly what you need to know. But now they have become tainted because they're going to believe his life. Go ahead, brother. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food uh -huh. and that it was pleasant to the eye uh -huh. and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she, do with? she took the fruit thereof mm -hmm. and did eat mm -hmm. and gave also her husband with her. And he did. Now he should have got it behind up and said, no, we can't do that because God said don't do it. But then to him, it sounded good. This looked like a tree that was good to eat. And they ran with that lie, and now death is on the table. Bad shit. All of mankind, not just Israel. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Because that was an instance in the garden where Satan came in and he ate up that seed that was planted. The Lord planted that seed and said, Don't eat of this tree. Y'all chill with me, eat your grapes, names and animals, and y'all will be all right. That's an easy paycheck right there. But then man got crazy, and now we got to work for a paycheck now. Uh, Matthew 16, and we're going to read verses 21 through 24. Can you get it, my brother? Please read. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples mm -hmm. how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes yes. and be killed and be raised again the third day. And he would tell them this all the time. And, and, you know, and they, they had a lot of discussions about a lot of things. This was something major that he was talking about his death. Go ahead. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. And, go ahead. Saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Actually, tell the Lord he don't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He just told you what's going to happen to him. No, Lord, listen, he's my homie. Ain't nothing gonna happen to you. I got I got a little blade right here. I'm good at cutting folks. And I'll cut somebody for you. What the Lord tell him, man? But he turned and said unto Peter, mm -hmm. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. Or oh, that foul that's coming in and eating that Satan up. Go ahead. Thou art an offense unto me. Yes. For thou savorest not the things that be of God. But what? But those that be of me. That, that's carnal thinking. The Lord told you what he said, and you're saying, it ain't gonna happen to you. I love it. All of them, he's around for the other disciples. Well, they ain't here, but I got your back for them. I'm going to have to die for the sins of the people mm -hmm. because y'all disobeyed me in the garden, so I got to fulfill this thing. Mm -hmm. But again, man think we can kind of come up with our own things and think God don't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. We need to sit down somewhere, I'm going to say. Uh, let's still in the 24. In the 23. Keep going. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, uh -huh. If any man will come after me, yes. let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Because he's trying to look. He's got a big plan for his family. And I want to make that plan specifically first resurrection. So I want to follow him and I want everybody in here to follow him. Okay? Now, let's go back to Mark chapter 4. Because we saw what Peter said, that's not going to happen to you, Lord. And there's an example of Satan coming in and eating up that seed that was sown. So now we're going to go back to the stony ground. Mark chapter 4. And verses 16 and 17. 
Mark 4, 16 and 17. Did you get it, my brother? Say you read. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, uh -huh. who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Now we see that a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that. You get the word, you, 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 you in 100%. I want to get in the water, I want to do this, I want to participate, I want to come to the feast. Okay, that's good, that's step by step, slow down a little bit, keep going. And have no root in themselves. That's the problem, go ahead. And so endure but for a time. Mm -hmm. Afterward, when affliction or persecution mm -hmm. arises for the word's sake, yes. immediately they are offended. They are offended because, <laughs> because they go out and they go home. Honey, look here, we got to keep these commandments. No, the Lord goes away, but I don't want to deal with that. Okay, okay. Just like Adam. Okay, let's, let's just roll with it then. Or they go and they tell their grandma that raised them and did everything for them and loved them and say, Grandma, we can't keep Christmas no more. It's pagan. Well, you know, what's your mind? I taught you how to please yourself. Your man, you know, your man to get real with Grandma got to. But even though she said that, you cannot allow yourself to get derailed like that. Because this is the ultimate authority right here. And I love all my family members, but my mother can't tell me to go against this word. And I love her to death. Okay, that was the end of our, what's that, 17? Yes, sir. Okay, so we got the story ground. They know that somebody is not rooted in this thing and they get up and they're glad about what they're doing, but they're running too fast and they don't allow that foundation to build. For example, reading the word, going to class, you know, uh, talking to your brothers and sisters about the word, getting that spiritual food on a daily basis. They're not getting that, therefore they're not rooted. Let's look, let's look at an example of that. Let's go to um, Matthew 10. And we're going to read verses 34 through 39. Matthew 10. 34 and 39. And we're going to get a good idea of how Jesus operates. And there's a lot of red writing here, so can't dispute that. Matthew 10, 34, when you get it, my brother, please read. Think not that I have come to say peace on earth. Mm -hmm. I came not to say peace, but a sword. Yeah, I'm sorry, that Jesus is talking about Sunday and Monday. That's right. That, they talk about little energizer, fluffy body of Jesus, or the Malibu Jesus. You know, passing the Christ Jesus. This guy here said, I didn't come to bring peace at all. I'm trying to bring a sword. That's right. Keep going, man. For I am come to set a man and a marriage against his father. Go ahead. And the daughter against her mother. Uh -huh. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Sounds like we had some strife in the house, outside the house, at the cookout. You got problems when you come and you bring this word to the people. Go ahead. And the man's foe shall be day of his own household. Not the office, but the household. Drama. Keep going. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. No, he isn't. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. The Lord ain't telling you to hate your family, but you've got to choose who you are going to serve. And he's going to elaborate on that in just a second. You can't put anybody uh, ahead of the Lord. Why? He's the one that gives out eternal life. My mother and my father can't get up to me. He gave me the physical life, but eternal life only our Father in heaven. Keep going. He that taketh not his cross mm -hmm. and followeth after me is not worthy of me. It's read that in Mark. Go ahead. He that findeth his life shall lose it. Yes. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. And that's that big price. That's the eternal life, the immortality. That's what you can get from the Lord. You got to, you got to deny yourself, though. It's not about us. All right? That was the end of 39. Yes, sir. Let's jump back to Jeremiah chapter 20. And the reason why the Lord had to say that is because. You will put people in front of him to please them. And then you'll find out that you actually put yourself in danger. Okay. 
That is that stony ground that has no foundation. Build up your foundation. And even though you build it up, that doesn't make you an expert. You got to study this thing every day. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Will you get my brother, please read. Now, Pashur, the son of Emmer, the priest, who also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Oh, that's good. You got somebody in the house of God that's hearing somebody preach. He should be fine with that. Next verse. Then Pashur smote Jeremiah the prophet mm -hmm. and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin. Yes. Which was by the house of the Lord. And then put some man in the mouth and then locked him up in the stocks so everybody can make fun of him. But he was preaching the word of God. Mm -hmm. But these people don't want to deal with the truth and live in the word of God. That's the problem. Jump down to verse number seven. O Lord, thou hast deceived me. Mm -hmm. And I was deceived. Mm -hmm. Thou art stronger than I am yes. and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. And, and I'm actually glad we read this to show you how human the prophets were. I think a lot of times we think these are people that didn't make mistakes, didn't deal with anything. This is depression. Alright, this is PTSD for the Lord. And the problem is, he's saying, I mean, you deceive me, God, because I'm bringing the word to the people. They're not accepting it. But he just needs to, to he, and you will see it. He's going to take into consideration exactly what the Lord can do for him. But keep reading, man. For since I spake, I cried out. Yes. I cried violence and spoil, mm -hmm. because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me. Yes. And a derision daily. And you're going to deal with that when people don't want to hear it. Keep going. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. And, and, and that's because he was so upset that I'm done talking about it. But look what he says. Go ahead. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my palm. Yes. And I was weary with, the, with forbearance, and I could not stay. I could not keep my mouth shut because that word is so powerful. I still got to get it out, even though everybody's coming at me with uh, vitriol. That was the end of verse 9? Yes. All right. Uh, go ahead and continue. For I heard the defaming of men, uh -huh. fear on every side. Yes. Report, say they, and we will report it. All my all my familiars watch for my halting, mm -hmm. saying, pre-adventure, he will be enticed, uh -huh. and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our, our revenge on him. What is he saying? All those that are my friends, family, co-workers, they are looking for me to fall. And then they say, because of that pressure they're putting on me, mm -hmm. being a stony ground, I'm going to succumb to it, and then we'll be enticed to go back to the uh, Halloween party, or eat the swine, or commit adultery. Because that stuff happens. They put that pressure on them, and then all of a sudden, you see somebody got baptized and came in here and was full of the Spirit, you don't even see them anymore. And I, I know people like this. I, it's a brother that has been baptized in this class who said Jesus has already came back now. It can go just like that when you allow people to come in and distract you from the Lord of God. Right, right. And we pray for people like that. All right. That was the end of verse uh, 10. Let's jump over to John chapter 16. You will find yourself talking crazy when you start letting people come in and disrupt what you've been learning. They didn't care before, but come and tell you all this stuff. Now, I said, you keep the word of God now. They got something to say. Right. All the advice in the world all of a sudden. When I broke down the side of the road, you want to come and help me fix my class. Okay. Uh, John 16 and read verses 1. I'm going to go 1 through 4. You get it? Please read. These things have I spoken unto you, mm -hmm. that ye should not be offended. Go ahead. 
They shall put you out of the city of the synagogue. Yes. Yeah, the time coming. Mm -hmm. And whosoever killeth you will think that they, he doeth God's service. And that's the scary thing. And we see them, we have to see that whether it was the Crusades, all in the name of God, they're killing people. Or they even do it now, you go in and say, hey, we got to keep God's commandments, they will grab you and throw you physically out of the church. Been there, probably will happen again. So the Lord said, don't be offended by that, because you actually need to anticipate it, because it's coming, because now you're going to keep the commandments. Keep reading that. And these things will they do unto you, mm -hmm. because they have not known the Father nor me. And these people say they know Jesus, mm -hmm. but he's saying, because they're doing this to you, they don't know me, and they definitely don't know the Father. Go ahead. But these things I have told you, yes. that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. Yes, yes. And these things I say not unto you at the beginning, because I'm with you. So when this happens, just remember, I told you so. That's what he's telling us. All right. That goes back to the stony ground. Now, let's jump to Mark 4. We'll be in and out of uh, Mark for the rest of this lesson. Let's go right to Mark chapter 4. We're almost done, family. <laughs> told you I was going to hold you long. Mark chapter 4. And now we're going to talk about the throne ground. Mark 4 and verses 18 through 19. Mark 4, 18 through 19. You get about the DMAC, please read. And these are they which are sown among thorns, mm -hmm. such as hear the word. They hear the word, but what happens? And the care of this word, uh -huh. and the deceitfulness of riches, mm, go ahead. and the lust of other things entering in, do what? Choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Now, these are people that are caught up in what the world has to offer, let alone what people are talking about. Man, look, I can't keep that set I'm trying to get this over time. I'm going to go to Jamaica on a cruise. You will go to Jamaica yourself and go into the lake of fire. <laughs> you cannot allow yourself to be distracted by what this world has to offer. Because this world, the book says, is going to go away anyway. So I can come up in something that is going to perish. What's the name of the I mean, uh, 19. 19. Okay. Now, let's jump to Proverbs 30 and look at an example of how somebody could have that word choked out. You know, if anybody wrote this book, said the word choked out. <laughs> Choke them out. Okay. Proverbs 30. And we're going to read some verses 7 through 9. Proverbs 30, 7 through 9. When you get it back, please read it. Two things have I required of you. Uh -huh. Deny me them, not before I die. So he's saying, Lord, these two things I'm asking. Hey, I need to get these done. Go ahead. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Mm -hmm. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Yes. Feed me with food convenient for me. He wants this balanced life. I mean, you know, we always say word life balance. He wants this. I, I don't want to have too much. Or I don't want to have too little. He's going to tell us. Go ahead. Lest I be fooled. Yes. And deny thee. And say, who is the Lord? Because he feels like he has enough now. I don't need God. I got everything I need. Go ahead. Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. If I, if I, if I don't have enough, I'm going to start doing stupid stuff and break this commandment. And that is an actual way to take the Lord's name in vain. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So that was the end of verse 9? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to 1 Timothy 6. Reason why we went that Proverbs 30 is to show you that you could choke the word out by breaking it to them. Or going back to doing what you were doing before. First Timothy chapter 6. 
And we are going to read verses 5 through 12. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 5 through 12. Get my mother, please read. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds mm -hmm. and destitute of the truth. Yes. Supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. So somebody coming to tell you prosperity is the, the way. Get away from those people. Because they're setting you up for failure. Eternal failure. Keep reading. But godliness with contentment is great gain. So when you got that content feeling, you think that I got enough, whether you have a good bit amount or you have a little, that should be enough because that is great gain, actually. Go ahead. For we brought nothing into this world. No, we didn't. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And, and, and that shows you the difference with the knowledge of God compared to even other cultures where you have uh, people that are within the Roman Catholic Church that used to put the pence on the eyes of the dead person so they can pay their way through purgatory. Or the <laughs> Egyptians, they used to bury their dead with all these jewels and, and find things thinking that they would have those things in the afterlife. When all when, when, when all the people leave, the grave robbers will come and take it anyway. <laughs> you know, this is showing you the understanding of God. You can't even bring anything in, you're not taking anything out. Right. Keep going, man. And having food and rain, let us be there with content. Yes. Go ahead. But they that will be rich fall into temptation mm -hmm. and a snare. Yes. And into many foolish and hurtful lusts, mm -hmm. which drown men in destruction and perdition. That doesn't say you can't have wealth. Just don't get caught up in it. And don't forget that the Lord is blessing you with the job that you have. Also, don't forget if you don't know the Lord says, Satan can give you that money too. Yeah. Keep going. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. The love of money. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Which while some coveted out, yes. they have erred from the faith. Yes, they have. And pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Because they get caught up in the money, they love it so much, they do anything for it. Kill, steal, and destroy whatever they can off of the so-called Almighty God. All right. So that's another way you can get caught up and get choked out with the Word of God by getting caught up in this stuff that distracts you from keeping the Word of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, brother. Matthew chapter 6. Almost there, y'all. Five more places after this. Trying to talk so fast, I'm trying to talk fast. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read verses 19 through 26. Did you get it, my brother? 19 through 26. And we're going to skip to 31 through 33. Matthew 6 and 19. Get it, please read. Lay not, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, uh -huh. where moth and rust doth corrupt, mm -hmm. and where thieves break through and steal. It's all this carnal earthly stuff. Don't get caught up in that. Go ahead. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, yes. where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, yes. and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And this is not talking about going up into heaven and you've got a whole store up there. It's talking about eternal life ultimately. But we know that the kingdom of heaven will be on this earth too. So invest in that instead of getting caught up in the rich world. Keep going. For where your treasure is, yes. there will your heart be also. Yes, it will. Go ahead. The light of the body is the eye. Mm -hmm. If therefore thine eye be single, mm -hmm. thy whole body shall be full of light. Yeah, keep going. But if thy eye be evil, yes. thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. If therefore the light that is 
in the, the darkness, how great that darkness is. It will be great because you're just so corrupted that you're just full of darkness. Go ahead. No man can serve two masters. No, he can't. For either you will hate the one mm -hmm. and love the other. Yes. Or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. You Wait. cannot serve God and man. Can't serve God and money because you're going to yield yourself to either one of them. That's why you have people saying, well, I'm self-made. I had a brother tell me, brother, I hold myself up this morning. That same breath he told that lie with, the Lord gave him that breath. Right. People get so caught up in themselves, and what they have, they lose sight of God, who gives them everything they need. So, there was the end of what verse? All right, keep going. Therefore, I say unto you, mm -hmm. take no thought for your life. Yes. What ye shall eat. Or what ye shall drink, Go ahead. nor yet for your body, yes. what ye shall put on. Yes. Is not the life more than meat, yes. and the body more than rain? And I'm glad you read that verse because I need to hear that. Sometimes my mind gets distracted. I see that bill coming through with that other signature on there telling me we need that money to where I get worried about X, Y, and Z or what happens at my job or this. Don't worry about that, Josh. It's going to be all right. Stay in this. The Lord will provide. Right? Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Behold, the fowls of the air. Yes. For they sow not. Yes. Neither do they reap. Uh -huh. Nor gather into farms. Yes. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Go ahead. Are you not much better than they? We are. Which is why we really get so caught up in thinking that we're going to be lacking. The, <laughs> Matthew 6 tells us in the Lord's Prayer give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. So we focus on this day, tomorrow will be the, the next this day, and so on and so forth. The birds don't even care. The bird will fly to a windshield, get up, does itself off, and keep going. The Lord's going to take care of it if you live, of course. But we don't need to get so worried about that kind of stuff because he is in control. Yeah. Number 26, right? Yes, sir. Skip down to 31. Read. Therefore, take no thought, saying, mm -hmm. What shall we eat? Yes. Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Who gets caught up in this kind of stuff? Go ahead. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Uh huh. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. This is not a this to the Gentiles. It's just letting you know that the things that the Gentiles are dealing with, even to this day, they kind of get caught up in certain things that aren't biblical. Therefore, he's telling the Israelites and all those who come within Israel, don't get so concerned about this because I got you. Keep reading. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's the priority. Go ahead. And his righteousness. And what's going to happen? And all these things shall be added unto you. Another formula. Do this, and this is what's going to happen. Don't do this, and we read about the other stuff that happens. So let's keep going. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Uh -huh. For the morrow shall take thought of things of itself. What else? Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You got enough to deal with today. So don't even worry about tomorrow. It's coming. You live to see. All right, that was the end of 34, and that was another way to explain the thorny ground and how you get caught up in it, and the word gets choked out, and then you lose sight of the ultimate prize. Now we're going to look at the good ground. Let's go back to Mark chapter 4, and we'll see how people operate when they deal with the good ground. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to read one verse. Verse number 20. Mark chapter 4 and verse 20. If you get it, my brother, please read. And these are they which are sown on good ground. Go ahead. Such as hear the word. They hear the word. And receive it. And they receive it. Go ahead. And bring forth fruit. Keep going. Some 34. Yes. Some 60. Yes. And some 100. You see the difference amongst all these scenarios? How the good ground operates. 
They received the word. We saw that with a lot of the others. But they received it. Then when they received it, they operated in it, and they started bringing forth fruit. And then that fruit started growing. And then they invited this brother to class. Then that brother brought five sisters to class. And then that kept building up, and now you got a congregation. And that's how we build with each other. That's how we keep spreading this word is we take that word, we receive it, but we run with it. And then we spread it to the whole world. We hope to everybody that gets it will hear. Make sense? Okay, now jump down to Isaiah 44 and we're going to look at example of good ground. And a lot of us are going to be able to relate to this. Isaiah chapter 44. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. Show you how the people who get the good ground, how they operate. Specifically, the Israelites. When you get it, my brother, Isaiah 44 and 1. Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, yes. and Israel, whom I have chosen. Go ahead. Thus said the Lord that made thee, yes. and formed thee from the womb, uh -huh. which will help thee. Which will help thee. Go ahead. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, yes. and thou, Jeseron, whom I have chosen. Fear not, because I made you, and I'm going to take care of you. Keep going. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, yes. and floods upon the dry ground. As that word come on us and, and refreshing us and reviving us. Go ahead. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. Even the children. Go ahead. And my blessings upon thy offspring. offspring. And they're going to benefit from hearing that word. That's why it's important to teach our children. You know, they always just say, I believe the children are future. But you're teaching them. <laughs> Give them the word of God so they can spread it. And the Lord said they'll be blessed by hearing that word. Keep going. And they shall spring up as along the grass, uh -huh. as willows by the water courses. Yes. One shall say, I am the Lord. Yes. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. That's why you see people on Facebook saying, I'm so and so in Israel. Go ahead. And another shall subscribe his hand unto the Lord. They'll write books about the truth. They'll make songs about the truth. They'll make poetry about the truth. Go ahead. And surname himself by the name of Israel. We got brothers that actually go and they know sisters to get their names officially changed to so and so Israel because they have realized who they are and they realize the benefit of keeping this word. Eternal life. Okay, that was the end of verse 5, right? Yes, sir. Three more places, family. Let's go to John chapter 17. This is all good ground character. Or the characteristics of good ground, rather. John chapter 17. And we're going to read verse 1, then we're going to skip to 5, and we're going to do a little reading after that. St. John 17 and verse number 1. When you get it from me, man. Please read. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, mm -hmm. Father, the hour is come. Yes. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Yes, this is about to put this work in the final, final chapter of his life. Keep, uh, skip down to verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify yes. thou me with thine own self, uh -huh. with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. You don't hear this talk about on Sunday. Just let you know that he's always been here. That's right. He said, Give me that glory I had with you before the world ever existed. That's right. I'm ready now. Give it to me. Go ahead, brother. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the word. Yes. Thine they were. Uh -huh. And thou gavest them me. Yes. And they have kept thy word. And that's how we become the Lord. We keep his word. Keep going. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. So everything comes from the Father. Go ahead. For I have given unto them the words 
which thou gavest me. Yes. And they have received them. Yes, they received again. Go ahead. And have known surely uh -huh. that I came out from thee. Yes. And they have believed that thou didst send me. Out of keeping that, keeping keeping this word, you actually see the Christians understanding how Jesus operates, who he came from, who taught him, and ultimately what they're going to get out of being obedient. Keep going. I pray for them. And what else? I pray not for the world. Don't, it doesn't sound like the Jesus we hear about in contemporary times. This Jesus said he don't pray for the world. That's, right. That's the reason why he said that. Keep going. But for them which thou hast given me, uh -huh. for they are thine. Keep going. And all mine are thine. Yes. And thine are mine. Uh -huh. And I am glorified in them. Yes. And now I am no more in the world. For what? But these are in the world. Yes. And I come to thee, Holy Father. That's right. Go ahead. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. Yes. That they may be one as we are. Now, that's some food for God. A lot of people get caught up when uh, in 1 John 5 it talks about uh, the three that bear record in heaven. And they said that these three are one. They just means that they're all on one accord. Mm -hmm. A good way to defend that when someone's talking about a trinity, you take them to verse 11. Because mm -hmm. when we keep his commandments, we are one with the Father and the Son. Amen. So, <laughs> it's not even caught up in fables and just read the Bible. Go ahead, man. While I was with them in the world, yes. I kept them in thy name. Yes, he did. Those that gave me, I have kept. Yes. And none of them is lost. Go ahead. But the son of perdition. Yes. That the scripture might be fulfilled. The son of perdition is the one that's going to be lost. Keep going. And now come I to thee. Uh -huh. And these things I speak in the world. Yes. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Read it, man. I have given them thy word. Yes. And the world has hated them. The world will hate you when you keep these commandments. Go ahead. Because they are not of the world. Yes. Even as I not of the world. Because we are one with Christ Jesus when we keep the word. Keep going. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Because we can't go nowhere. We're here now, but what? But that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. That's what we want. Go ahead. They are not of the world. Just like what? Even as I am not of the world. And what you gonna do? Sanctify them through thy truth. Yes. Thy word is truth. Sanctify don't mean you wearing a long skirt and you doing praise breaks all day. <laughs> it's talking about you being separate by keeping these commandments. And when you keep that word, you are separate, just like Jesus is sanctified. Keep going. As thou hast sent me into the world, uh -huh. even so have I also sent them into the world. Now you're talking about his disciples. Go ahead. And for their sakes, for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Yes. That they also might be sanctified through the truth. Through a lie. Through the truth. Well, make sure. Go ahead. Neither pray I for these alone. But for who else? But for them also who shall believe on me through their words. That's how we know he was talking about the apostles. Their words and their words, we're reading now, and their way, that way we can be sanctified as well. Keep going. That was in the 20, right? That's one. Okay, let's, go, let's stay in the same uh, 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 book of John, but let's go to chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So, you keep that word, you will become one, the Lord will pray for you, he will let the Father know what's going on, they'll take care of you. Sounds like a hang before 401k plan to me. And, and, and it's not hard. He said the word is uh, life. Mm -hmm. Commandments are not grievous. But, it, but it takes some work to break the commandments. It takes some some planning to sneak out and commit adultery. Or the work of a nice, clean, white lie, they say, man. All right, we're in John chapter 12. Let's read verses 46 through 48. We got one more spot after this. John 12 and 46. You get it, my brother. Please read. 
I am come a light into the world. Yes. That whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. He is the light. We need to abide in darkness. Go ahead. And if any man hear my word. Yes. And believe not. And believe not. I judge him not. Okay, so Jesus is not going to judge. Sweet. There's a sweet Jesus we're looking for, man. Buddy Jesus. He will not judge us. But what, man? For I came not to judge the world, uh -huh. but to save the world. Okay. He that rejected me yes. and receiveth not my word uh -huh. have one that judges him. So now we know that it's not Jesus is going to do the judgment. So who is just going to judge us now? Go ahead, man. The word that I have spoken, yes. the same shall judge him when? in the last in day. In the last day. You get some time. A lot of people got a problem with timelines nowadays. They think everything happens when you die. Right. It's the last day that's coming. Right. Keep reading. For I have not spoken of myself. No, he didn't. But the Father which sent me. Go ahead. He gave me a commandment. Yes. What I should say yes. and what I should speak. Once again, the omnipotent power of Jesus got some understanding from the Father. Keep going. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. That's the goal. Go ahead. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, yes. even as the Father said unto me, what are you gonna do? so I speak. That's right, because it's all the truth. And it's got that uh, that reward entangled in it. All right, family. This last spot. Let's go to Revelation 20. We talk, this is still part of the good ground. And I'm going to take you all the way to the last book of the Bible. Revelation 20. The Lord just told us pray for us. We got to keep his word. And those that don't want to do, deal with his word, they got something coming to them. Mm -hmm. And that word is going to judge them. How do we know how this is going to look, what, what that's going to look like? I'm about to read it right now. Revelation 20, verse 11, my brother. Revelation 20 and 11. When you get it, please read it. And I saw a great white throne, uh -huh. and him that sat on it, mm -hmm. from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. Yes. There was found no place for them. So the Lord is on that big white throne. But remember, the Lord is not going to be doing the judging. That word is going to be doing the judging. Go ahead. Right. And I saw the dead, mm -hmm. small and great, stand before God. Yes. And the books were open. Where all these books come from? Right. The Greek word Biblios, which is what we call the Bible. Right here. Finding the books. These are the books that are going to be open. What else is going to be there? And another book was open. What's that? Which is the book of life. That's the one that you can read in Malachi 3 16 that tells you when you feel the Lord, you speak often in his name, write you in his book. You want to be in that book. Keep going. And the dead were judged by yes. those things which were written in the book. Oh, okay, go ahead. According to their word. According to their word. So that's that word that's judging them. That's right. That's the one that the Lord said is going to be judging you. That's right. Yeah. At the end of 13? End of 12. And the twelve. Let's finish out in thirteen. See what's going to happen. And the sea gave up the dead mm -hmm. which were in it. Yes. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Yes. And they were judged every man according to their works. Every man was judged according to their works. Judged by that word that Jesus said would be judged by. But people have falsely taught in His name, mm -hmm. and they have deceived people, and that's why people think, "Well, that's not going to happen." You have people that believe that. There is no hell. Mm -hmm. I had a lady tell me, hell is a beautiful city. I said, well, you can move there. I don't want to go. <laughs> no, okay, so I want to add this right here for people who have a problem with the word hell. Read verse 14. Verse 14. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in chapter 20. Yes, sir. And the dead and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. This is the second death. Hell is a condition. And right. the Bible uses it in certain ways. 
here it tells you that hell is going to the lake of fire. Right. Like you throw fire at the fire. That's right. It's the concept of death and, and the grave itself. This is a food for God. Finish it out of 15, my brother. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You can avoid that if you work hard enough to keep this commandment and make the first resurrection. Right. The right. ultimate goal, that everlasting life that the Lord has to give out to us if we keep his word. That's right. This was the parable of the sowing of seeds. I hope I made sense. I hope somebody's edified. I know I was. I thank you for this is Brother Josh Moore from Brother Him Alabama with a great work today. And this is Kenneth Brooks. And you riding down the boulevard. I'd like to thank my guests on the show today. May God bless you and may God keep you as my prayer. I'd like to thank all those who support the Bush Boulevard Godcast Show worldwide. We love you and we appreciate y'all's support. We thank you so much. Traffic may get bagged up and be bad as a kid that has never got a whooping before. But one thing about it, if you whoop his tail, he'll soon straighten up and walk upright. I know you're saying to yourself, what does a bad kid got to do with being stuck in bad traffic? Well, I tell you like this, brothers and sisters, nothing. But I'd rather be a bad, be in bad traffic than be a bad kid getting my butt whooped. My great grandmother be on the books that it'd be 107 years old. Her body couldn't do the things that she used to do when she was a lot younger, but her mind was still about as a hundred mile light bulb in the middle of the forest at midnight. She had a saying, I may not be the sharpest knife in the draw, but I still cut you. She also had a saying that we never should go complain about anything because the Lord has been good to us. One night she said to me, boy, all you do is complain. All you do is complain, complain, complain. She asked me a question. If someone had their foot on your neck and they was choking you to death and you couldn't breathe and you was about to die, but God had mercy on you and he had mercy and compassion on you and they moved their foot at the last minute before you took your last breath and you survived, you complain about the footprint in the She also had a saying, uh, we on Barbara bro But make sure you're ready When the Lord buys it back One thing about it You can buy a cup of sugar And give it back You can buy a cup of flour And give it back You can buy a cup of dollars And give it back But when the Lord come by us his breath There's no coming back from that Brothers and sisters So live every day Like it's your last day Brothers and sisters And treat everybody right And walk up high before The most high God of Israel May God bless you, and may God keep you. It's my prayer. Right now, right now, right now.